This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Behind home play, we bringing it to them all day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to Section 336, Next Generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I am your Dealing Center host, Matt Roca. As always, I'm joined by the button lover, Josh. Nice Bowie Bay Sox hat. The yeah. button lover, Josh Roca. Where did that Bay Sox hat come from? It was. It came from the Bay Sox. It was a gift from the Bay Sox. Bay Sox sent it to me many years ago. It's the uh, Manny Machado. Never Bay Sox hat. Manny Machado okay. special. Okay, I don't recall you ever wearing that hat. Nice. I wear it once in a while. I want to. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna start repping the minor leagues. Well, the Bowie Bay Sox seems I've got to be a couple the... Bay Sox teams. Yeah, they're my favorite minor league team this year. Bowie Bay Sox. Uh, well, because they're playing really well. Yeah, and they have DL Hall and Adley Rutschman and and Anthony Santander. Well, not anymore. He just played right. the last game for them, unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. I mean, fortunately. So. Yeah. All right. So, how you doing, brother? Good, good, good older brother. We realized this weekend that maybe some people are newer to the show and don't realize that we're brothers. And who is that third guy on our intro screen, on our intro vid? The uh, dead brother. That's a brother as well. No, he's alive and well. We saw him this weekend. Josh, you came home to Maryland this weekend had an action-packed weekend full of baseball. It was a jammed-packed weekend. When I I came back last night, came back to Florida, and when I told people everything that I got into basically two two days, basically I was only in Florida. I was only in Maryland for 48 hours. Yeah. The time I left Maryland was around the same time that I arrived in Maryland on Friday. So it was a jam-packed 48 hours, but a whole lot of fun. Yeah, not to mention once you get to Maryland, you have to find a place to buy a mask at because – you don't have one in Florida, so you need to get one here in Maryland. So I'll add add that That's, to it too, and it just it gets it gets tough. It gets some time crunch. The mask the mask isn't wasn't a big deal. I, I'm glad to see the uh, Orioles lightened up a little bit with the mask, even well, if it's unofficial. The CDC and state of Maryland have lightened up too with the mask stuff. Right, the, the whole country has, I believe. Yes. So uh, uh, welcome to Florida, the rest of America. Yeah. No, but even the birthday party was baseball-themed. And we're starting the show a little bit late because um, it just took me about an hour to get to the computer because I'm so sore from my softball every year. I tell you what, I don't know what it is about softball. I can play tennis. I can play basketball. I can run. I can bike and feel no soreness. I play one one-hour game of softball, and I can't walk the next day. It's, it's not softball. It's the, you don't, it's the competition. The competitiveness. Yeah, and it's also like it's doing muscles I usually don't use. It's the squatting, it's the it's the stopping and sprinting all the time. Yeah, it's it's it, using some different muscles I'm not used to using. Yeah, I mean, yeah, my... it was a it was a lot of fun. I came back to Maryland, went to two Oriole games, went to a birthday party for your son, and played softball with you. Yeah, so it was packed and uh, a lot of fun to play softball with you and show that you that I'm better than you. There is no evidence of, of that. 
I had a, I had a, I would have hit a home run too. The guy on in front of me, Josh, was very slow runner. If he was faster, I would have made it home. He made it home, but he made me nervous, so I had to stop. So you stopped at second. I stopped at second because he made me nervous at third. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was going to do. Go halfway, turn around. I don't know. It made me nervous. Okay. But I'm a team player. I understand that. Yeah. But yeah, a whole lot of fun out, and lots of uh, lots of time with you this weekend. Yep. 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 So. Um, yeah, I mean, we saw a couple bad games. Unfortunately, the one game the Orioles won is the game that we weren't there for. But we saw a close game on Friday, a blowout on Saturday, um, and we missed the, the nice nice comeback win on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks that the Orioles are so bad at home. They're like a different team. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Josh, and we'll get into some of the players' performances and, and stuff, but... My my impression of going to the game, this is my, what, I don't know, third and fourth game of the year yep. this year. And I just, I, I don't know if I can do it anymore. I don't know if I can do home Yankee games anymore. I really, they really, they really bother me, oh, the Yankee I, fans. The, the I, completely, I completely forgot that Saturday night, Saturday night was an ugly game. Before we before you and I even got to our seats, they were down like 4 nothing. Yeah. And uh, Jorge Lopez. Um, yeah, Lopez struggled. Uh, but we had a g- great surprise of uh, a listener greeting us as we were getting to our seats. Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. Love when we run to listeners. Another listener so, wanted to buy me a beer, and I, we left early. I'm sorry about that. Right. Just uh, handle anymore. So the problem is we had that great experience coming into Section 334, but not but you had an awkward encounter leaving Section 334 at the end of the night. Yeah, and I don't really want to talk about it. I, I'm ashamed of my actions. I got into it with a Yankee guy. He was obnoxious. He was one of those guys where I was trying to, even when they were down big time, when they would do something good, I would, like, clap really loud because they finally did something good. And every time, guys, every time I clapped, he was sitting, like, three rows or four rows behind me, would yell, scoreboard, every single time I clapped. Mm-hmm. Scoreboard. Yeah. Like, dude, now, get a life. I understand the Yankees are better than, than us. Like, get a life. You don't have to rub it in. Like, cheer for your team. Don't, like, take shots at me. You realize that years ago when the Orioles would beat the Yankees, you were that guy. I, I was never that obnoxious. You were the – you Maybe. definitely have yelled, bye, bye, yes. thank you for your money as Yankee fans are leaving the game. Yes, Josh. Yes, because they come into my house. I would never go into Yankee Stadium. We've been to Yankee Stadium. We were gentlemen in yep. Yankee Stadium. Yep. Okay, I would never go into someone else's stadium and 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 say bye to them and be obnoxious to them. Gotcha. And, yeah, and he waved bye to me when I, we left early. Gotcha. So your problem is coming bit. into your house. Don't come into my house and treat me like crap. Yeah, yeah, and like cheer for the team. I don't care if you clap when they do something good. Right. But don't like come at me. Right. Don't be antagonize me. Like, yeah. especially because, understand, like, they're the Yankees. They can buy a World Series every freaking year. Right. We've exactly. been in a perpetual state of rebuilding. We'll probably be rebuilding for the next 20 years if, of our life. So you don't have to rub it in. Dude, if you dude don't, you're already the Yankees. Right. You're the Yankees. If you don't beat the Orioles every single time, it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So why are you acting like this is, uh, like, we're the Red Sox or something, where they, this is the World Series or something. And so it makes I thought, you so mad. See, I thought over the past 10 years there's been this transition where the Red Sox fans became more obnoxious than the Yankee fans. Yeah. But, but do you think it's coming back? The Yankee fans are earning that back? Yeah, I don't know. It may be because I haven't been to a Yankee game in so long, right, because we didn't play last year. Yep. But no fans last no year. No fans. Uh, and, I, and maybe it's just because there's not a lot of people there. And it was a weekend series. That's like a perfect combination for a lot of Yankee fans to be there. I mean, I think, Josh, I think it might, it might have been over 50% Yankee fans there. Yeah, there were more Yankee fans than Oriole fans on Saturday night, definitely. And that, and I don't know, I mean, it always bothered me, but it, it bothers me more now. I don't, I'm not sure exactly why. But, yeah, at this point, just because I just had this experience, I, I'm, Yankee fans are enemy n- number one right yeah. now. Um, and- and a whole lot of split uh, couples, Yankees and Red Sox, a Yankee fan and Oriole fans together, which yeah. is weird. Even even friends, if you're close friends with a Yankee fan, uh, don't go to a game with them. It's too annoying. 
Mm, mm, mm. I think I've been to a game with the Yankee fans before. Um, but, 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 but yeah, I've never, I never dated a, a Yankees fan. I mean, it's just a position, right? If you fall in love, you can't help who you fall in love with, and they're Yankee fans. So that's, that can be a little bit challenging. But, but yeah, I think you have to convert. You have to just try to convert them. You have to get try to get them or, to play for your team, or just dump them. Yeah, as soon as you find out. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know, it's pretty straightforward. Pe- people attempt conversion all the time. Uh, team conversion. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I don't know. We had that old story with Michael Phelps not knowing about the team conversion. You can't just spring that up on people. Well, I mean, I've converted my wife. Uh, from the she Yankee is, fan? She was born, well, she was born a Redskins fan, uh, okay. but now she's not a Washington football team fan. She is a Ravens fan. All right. All right. That's a little bit. That's a little easier. Yeah. I think that's an easier transition than a Yankee fan. Red Sox fans I've never found obnoxious. Redskins fans. Red Sox fans, definitely. Yeah. It's true. Like, Washington football team fans, they, like, are, are empathetic, right? Because they know what it is right. to have a terrible owner. They know what it is to lose. Um, Yankee fans cannot understand. Like Yankee fans cannot comprehend how we feel. They they right. can't empathize with us because they never experienced what what, what we no. what we experienced on a year in year out basis. Right. Yeah. Red Sox. Red skin fans. I'm getting all confused. Red skin fans. Yeah, just that the are also team, and you won't the Washington, get confused. Washington football team fans who are also Baltimore Oriole fans are the got, people are the fan base I feel the sorriest for. Yeah, because they've got maybe bad owners in both sports. Something in there too. Yeah. Yeah, yes, but at yes. least the Wizards. The Wizards aren't winning, but they've got good ownership. Yeah, I think that's so. debatable. But yeah, but yeah, it's been it's been a miserable run um, for those those franchises. I know we're fortunate that we have the Ravens, who are always yes. good every year, um, pretty much. Right, and, right. The uh, Yankees of the uh, NFL. I guess. I mean, but we do it in a salary cap thing where we just can't buy. I know. We, Good point. We, we we don't get our Garrett Coles and our yeah. It's hard to compare to a baseball team when the Yankees and the Dodgers can just buy whoever they want. Yep, but the Yankees nor the Dodgers are in first place, so there's hope for all of us. Yep, sure. Hey, uh, speaking of National League ball, did you see this Manny Machado play that's lighting up the internet? Yeah, I yeah I have I have I have. All right. Uh, are you pro Manny or is you, this is another example of Manny being a dirty player as the internet's running. Yeah. Well, I'll be honest, I guess that maybe this is a result of who I follow on Twitter, I guess. Right. But I have not seen one person say it was a dirty play. I've seen no. only person after person and player after player and report after reporter come out saying this is a normal, smart baseball player. Right. Yeah. I, I think this, I've yes. seen one, I literally haven't seen one person say, say it was dirty. And, and I think, and it's almost like the it's almost like baseball and politics mix where it's like you don't see anyone on Twitter saying this is a dirty play. You see a lot of people on Twitter saying stop calling this a dirty play. Yeah, like everyone's calling it a dirty play when no one is calling it a dirty play. Yeah, it's a made up controversy. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah, and then we're on the same page. So that Manny was just getting out of the way aggressively. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I thought Josh usually takes any chance to bash Manny that that he can. Uh, Josh, this is an opportunity you could bash him for no reason. I would love to bash Manny Machado. I know you bash him instead, for stuff Instead, I wore the Manny Machado hat. Nice. Decided right. to help Manny Machado out nice. because I'm I am sure all for it. I am all for whatever you need to do to, for your team to win. If you need to be like Albert Bell and take out the second baseman, take out the second baseman. That if was Albert Bell. If you need Albert to be Bell, like Chris it? Davis and take Adderall. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Yeah. If you need to be like John Means and put some sticky stuff on your glove, Allegedly. go ahead and do it. Yeah. <laughs> You've seen that video, too. That's another thing on the Internet that's making up a fake controversy. Yeah. But I tell you what, I don't – you know what? I don't know if sticky stuff and foreign substances are a fake controversy, but they, pitchers can't do that. Pitchers can't. They need – I think baseball needs to crack down on pitchers using anything I, because pitchers are already dominant enough. Without okay. getting super spin yeah. rate with their freaking sticky stuff, so well, I, I would like to see baseball not 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 to Trevor Bauer, but across the board, crush anyone is using sticky stuff, except for John Means, but, but remember, crush everybody the, else. The point of the sticky stuff is for control, so you're not hitting players. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. But, uh, I'm sure if they didn't have the sticky stuff, yep. 10 players would be getting hit every night. Yeah, get out of here with that. that I I know, I'm just saying that's what they say. Because they encourage the sticky stuff. They put the little tar bag on uh, – on the mound for the pitcher. Well, well that's, yeah, that's, you know, so you don't sweat or the liquid or whatever, right. or the perspiration and, doesn't. And what is, what I get is I know the pitchers put a little bit on it. I, the spin rate, apparently the seams are higher in the balls this year or something, and that's causing more spin rate. So definitely the new balls are affecting something. Talking about sticky subject stuff. Why is there so much pine tar on the batter's hands? Like, why do they need so much that it's all over their helmets? Don't bat and gloves do enough to help you hold the bat? Yeah, and they have the sticky tape around the bat, too. Yeah. Like, what's yeah. the pine tar do that everything else does not do? And pine tar is nasty. When you get that stuff on your hands, I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, that is that, that's kind of gross. Um, I don't know. I think receivers should be putting – I think some of our receivers should put pine tar on their fingers, maybe. Yeah, I mean, can we – or can our outfield run pine tar inside their uh, glove? Yeah, pine tar is everywhere else in, in right. baseball. It's why not? So, they could, yeah. The I don't know. It's just one of those things where it's like, is it necessary anywhere, or yeah. was it necessary years ago? It's not anymore, and people in baseball are so set in their habits and and weirdness. Yeah, that it's there. I'd be okay with getting rid of it all. No pine tar allowed in the baseball field. Let's, yeah, get rid of it all. All sticky subs- substances gone, and let's see how many players get hit. I'd even be okay with stop using the Delaware mud and just stick brand new baseballs out. Let's see how much any of this stuff that the, that baseball has done for hundreds of years really affects the game. And if we play one week and the hitters' bats are flying into the stands every other bat, it and, doesn't matter. And we players got are getting hit in the head. Every other play, every other uh, at bat, right. and then and then and then you can say, okay, fine, you were right. The pine tar is keeping people from dying. Exactly. I don't really. Or, buy or it. maybe sticky sub- substances are allowed in the rain. When it's not raining, you're good. Yeah. Uh, it certainly seems to be. I mean, I know the pitcher, hitters use it too on their bats, but it certainly seems to be an advantage for pitchers. And it's one of those things where everyone acknowledges that kind of everyone does it, but you just can't do it. Too obviously, right? I guess that's the deal. Right, everybody does it, and we, it's all—it's all the limit of like you can trans—you can put it on your hands, but you can't let it transfer to the ball or something like that. Yeah, and that's all well and good until batters start hitting two thirty, and the—I um, think the strikeout rate this year is over twenty-five percent. Mm-hmm. So one out of every four players is striking out. Yeah, how much do you think baseball regrets changing the ball this year? Yeah, it's kind of ironic. I mean, I. I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's ironic, but I don't think like, that's not the problem. Be, a different baseball would not mean people are striking out less. It just, no, means it's, no, I think it runs. does. I think the higher seam is causing that higher spin rate. Mm. I, and I think that's leading towards the, the strikeouts. There's also the, the ball traveled. Well, yeah, that's part of it too. And then there's also the fact that batters for years have been so effect, focused on that launch angle. That that that's affecting. It's an all or nothing league right now. Well, yeah, and and the teams and managers and owners and mat, and uh, GMs appear to value, you know, on base percentage and home runs more than you know singles and doubles or totally. you know, the other stuff. And totally, um, they're even showing on the scoreboard now when you go to Camden Yards, they're de- they're now showing the OPS stat as well, right next to the batting average, like it's just as important. Yeah. Yeah, um, and so the the double, the triple. I mean, it was fun last yesterday when the Orioles had like four doubles or whatever. Yeah, the the double and triple is is being lost. It I was, was going to say the stolen base too, which kind of being lost. But <laughs> you look at Delmarva. Delmarva's got like twenty five steals already this year. They're going crazy on the bases this year. So that's kind of fun. Hopefully that'll trickle up to the us. To I'd the major love squad. to see. I'd love to see more steals in the major leagues. Yeah, I mean, triples and stolen bases. I mean, that, those are two most exciting plays in, in baseball, no, in my I want, opinion. Yeah, I want more small ball I'm, because, I want, because I hate the shift. And the only way we're going to get rid of the shift is small ball. Small ball will, will, will beat the shift, and that's how you can get rid of it. So that's what I'm all for small ball because then teams will start playing the, getting rid of the shift. The shift is manufactured because of all of these analytics and the, the culture of 
hitting it as hard as you can. Yeah, and like um, I think Cedric Mullins is a good example where he's pull levy, uh, but you always see a third baseman hanging out there yep. by third base because they're afraid of Cedric Mullins' butt, and he'll, he'll put it down there. Um, so he's, they're not doing a super sh- shift with Cedric Mullins until they get no. two strikes. No. So, right. um, so yeah, you would like to see more people play like Cedric Mullins just in general, all around. Yep. More, more Cedric Mullins. Less. Uh, yeah, definitely more. If more of the team can uh, approach the plate like Cedric Mullins, I'm all for that. Yeah, let's replace all the Renato Nunezes with Cedric Mullinses. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what it's going to take. Is it a year? Like, is it going to be this full year of baseball? And at the end of the season, we look at this strike rate and say, all right, something's going on at baseball. Do you think baseball does something to fix this? Or do you think teams adjust to something like playing more small ball? Because right now they're still saying, oh, just wait till summer warms up and then the runs will come. Yeah, and I think um, it depends, right? I think baseball is going to kind of wait and see what teams do. And if GMs continue to not value small ball, then I think baseball need to take matters into their own hands. Though right. I, I, like I saw somewhere, I saw something that maybe stolen bases are coming back into analytics and becoming more important with analytics or something. And maybe that's true. Um, but certainly you look at, I mean, there are good team, good hitting teams in baseball. Like the Padres are a good hitting team kind yeah. of from top to bottom. And so there's still teams like that. So I'm curious, right? Like if, I'm curious to see kind of what kind of teams make the playoff this year. Um, because, I mean, the thing about baseball is, like all sports, I think teams are always kind of evolving and changing and responding, right? Right. So, like, as, as I, we see pitchers evolve, and now it seems like pitchers have the heads up, it seems like the next move will be for pit, for hitters to kind of evolve and, and take the next step to, to adjust with, with that. Right. But all that kind of gets led by baseball. Like, the, this overarching thing kind of helps steer – the direction. Yeah. And, and one thing that based- we're seeing yeah. now is like this year we've got the iPads in the dugout. And that yeah. really seems to encourage this whole launch angle velocity uh, approach at the plate because that's what you're going back and you're looking at your swing, you know? Yeah. You're not looking at where was – you're not looking at your placement of where the f- position players were on you. or your, I guess you're looking at – I guess timing of your bat could also affect some of that. But it's, it seems like the more analytics get in – how does how can analytics encourage small ball would be my question. Yeah, and I mean, just look at the Orioles kind of as a small case study, as a team that had no a- a- analytics, and then once they got here, what made the biggest jump first? Well, the young pitchers, because a sure. lot of the technologies can benefit the pitchers more kind of obviously mm-hmm. and more um, j- just more explicitly than, than it can the hitters. And so I think, and Mike Elias, I heard him talk about yeah, this before right. too, that pitchers just with technology and coaching are just kind of more advanced than the hitters are at this point. So I think once the hitters, um, like, I mean, I think you have to make the argument that it's worth the hitter kind of cutting down their swing and trying to go opposite field. Like it's mm-hmm. worth doing that as opposed to trying to hit a home run one out of every 10 at bats or whatever. Right. Um, and maybe the numbers I think need to make that case. No, I think you're. I think you're right. Analytics and how they're used in baseball have been evolving, and we all think of analytics as this uh, moneyball mentality, and it's expanded so far past that. It's the technology stuff. That yeah. now the technology stuff. You're right. The technology stuff first came for hitters, and it was all focused on launch angle and bat speed and contact point, and now it's gone to pitchers, and it's all focused on spin rate and release, and then so now it's time for. The, the bats need to turn into, all right, now that we've got the spin rate coming in, how do we use that to then make us better batters? It does go back and forth. And this is a pitcher. A pitcher's got the lead right now this year. Yeah. But, I mean, baseball still like, has not been shy about tweaking with the baseball, has not been yes. shy by tweaking with the rules. I mean, one of the reasons second base that is on the extra innings is so exciting is because it doesn't happen enough in the regular nine <laughs> innings, right? And True. so I think, I think baseball – um, I think the, I think baseball has smart people and, and uh, who, who are there, and I think I think I'm curious to see what happens if they make adjustments with the mound, if they make adjustments um, with the baseball. But I think 
if this goes on for the entire year, I think baseball will try to tweak minor things. Nothing major like moving the foot back, mound back a foot. But right. I think they might tweak with small stuff. Yeah, and I do you think they've tweaked uh do you think they made a mistake in deadening the ball? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Or I don't do you, think so. If, you, you, if, you, if you say it increases the spin rate for pitchers, I think that's a problem because I think pitchers are too dominant. But I also don't want I don't want uh, every kind of check swing flying out the ballpark either. So Right, right. Um, yeah, I agree. And Scott's pointing out with all this tech, we still can't get the strike zone correct and replay right. Oh, my God. And don't that's get that, me started that's with human, replay. Yeah, we, it's that we human were there, element. Was that Friday night? Uh, play at first. It was a double play, and our guy was safe at first. They instant replayed it, and they still called him out when he was clearly safe. What, what yeah, is that I don't nonsense? remember if that was Friday or Saturday. I don't either. It runs together. But, but the I point think it was is, Saturday. Yeah, I think it was Saturday. But, but the point is, MLB, and this is not the first time this year, repeatedly they've got they've gotten the call wrong yep. even after replay and and the thing that really stinks and this stinks is is that is that there's no accountability right some right. random guy is making that call right in new york or wherever and MLB never comes out and explains, here's why we made that call, or, right. or like here's uh, a defense of it, or whatever. It's, so, it, it's, it, there's no accountability, and it annoys me. No, and that's where I think sports need to learn from each other. I like that when you have an NFL replay, I like that the, the I do like that the people on the field make the call. Yep. Because then it's on that umpire. I also like that he then walks out and turns on his microphone and explains to the crowd what happened. And what yeah. he saw and why it's overturned or why it stands. I want to see baseball umpires mic'd up so they can answer those questions. So they are responsible. I think what? there's too much going on in Major League Baseball where they're trying to protect the umpire union. Yeah, and I think and, – and, and the call – often the call that's getting wrong in replay is when they uphold a call that was made on the field. Um, and right. And to me, and they can always fall back on what well, wasn't a hundred percent definitive. I never, from the moment we first had replay in football, like I never understood the notion that replay has to be one thousand percent. Like just watch it as if you're watching it for the first time, and like right. make their call. Is it is he safe yeah. route? Forget about what happened on the field. Um, just like make the call safe route, like right. And easy then, safe, and, easy out. I don't care. I don't care what the what the on the field call was. Just watch the replay. It's not that hard. Right. Did the ball come first or did it not come first? It's not that hard. I don't know why why they make this so complicated and why they get it wrong so so, so many times. And baseball has this advantage of it's a guy in New York. You can ask the guy in New York to look at this play without him knowing what the umpire on the field called. Yeah. When the NFL, it's, it's not when they right NFL when they overturn it, it's the umpire, it, like the umpire who made the bad call is there. Yeah. So Major League Baseball has got that advantage. Yeah. So yeah, we do this thing in scholarly writing. When I write a paper, it's blind peer reviewed. Like someone does not know my name because they don't want to bias it. Me- meanwhile, we're doing the opposite in baseball. Like we're clearly biased in the replay review calls, and like yeah. almost intentionally biased. Like why do we want to be biased like that? Right. And Just baseball get the call right. That's the most important thing. Get the call right. Right. And baseball loves to lean on this whole um, human element. But, but they, they use the human element excuse too much to try to protect the umpires. Yeah. And listen, the, the umpires, I mean, with tech, we talk about tech, technology and this is how we got. We don't need them that much here. longer. And if you, watch, if you watch it on the app, bad app, even if you just watch on TV when they put that box there. It, it, yeah. I mean, it becomes for me. I'm impressed often to get it right, actually, but it also every time they get something wrong, it's like it's glaring, right? You right. can see the little ball outside with, of that box, and it's clearly like it's just so glaring now. Right, with that, sensors and with cameras, they could easily tell uh, what happens first: the ball hits the glove, or the or the foot hits the bag. They could tell that with sensors and have the call made immediately. Faster than a human could could see it and call safer out. Yeah, they yeah, could do that. They could do it with the with the balls in the outfield. Every call that the umpire makes, they could make faster with electronics. Yeah, I agree. I, I think all those should be 
hook up the electronics or whatever. I'm, 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 I go back and forth with the balls and strikes for the umpire, especially because I got my boy Adley Rutschman, who's coming up. It's supposed to be really good at framing pitches. Right. And you wonder, like, I think that's a cool element of, of catching yeah. um, that Severino and, and Cisco do not possess no. at all. But no. a cool element is being able to frame pitches well. And so um, I think and that's part of baseball. And I'm okay with an occasional, you know, slightly wrong call because I think you need to protect right. the plate as a batter. Um, so I go back and forth with that, but yeah. I agree on the other, like, I, I mean, I, I still don't understand how you like, I don't even need the, the thing to light up with who hit first. I can look and see yes. when the ball goes in the glove and then look at the foot. Like it's right, not that right. hard. I you know. can slow it down. There's so many cameras. You can slow it down so slowly. Right. And there's such a high resolution now. Yeah. That you can clearly see. Uh, and, yeah, they're pointing out in the chat that that box on TV is not as right as you think all the time or in the MLB app. And I get that because that's not – but I know that they could make that bat, that little box perfect. That wouldn't yeah. be a problem. Yeah, but it would involve it's made for TV. knowing the height of each batter. Right. It would be um, – which they could do. But, yeah. I'll tell you, I don't know if I've mentioned this on 336. I think I was talking about it one day on Birdland tonight. Um, I have the Oculus VR goggles, and yeah. they've got an MLB app now for them. And I tried it out the first time this season. And you can go in there, and I can watch the Orioles game, and it's like a theater where I sit and watch the game. But they've got this thing where you can get the game day thing where it's got the box and the pitches. But it's in three-dimensional, so when the pitch comes in, I can go in and turn my body to the side and see how it started in, like, the top left corner. And as it crossed the plate, it dropped to the bottom right corner. And it's a really cool cool way to see ball movement on that, which you don't get on the television when it just shows the flat box and the pinpoint in which corner. It's, it's, It's pretty cool. So we have technology to that, but we can't figure out who's safe. Exactly, exactly. And that's all stuff that's made for TV that they're not worried about it being accurate. Uh, So we know that if they wanted it to be accurate, they could make it perfect. Yeah. All right. Hey, I want to get some Oriole stuff here. Oh, that wasn't Oriole stuff? No, that was just baseball stuff. Baseball stuff. It was related because there was a blown call on the Saturday game. Yep. Um, but that was more baseball stuff. All right. Where are you going? Well, can we, can we talk real quick about Jorge Lopez? <laughs> okay. All the Oriole topics out there. And you want to start with Jorge Lopez? Yeah. All right. Well, he was, he has a career, according to uh, baseball reference, he has a war of negative 2.1 over his career. He's 10 and 21 with an area of 6.07 over his career. Oh, and guess what? This year he's one and four with an area of 6.35. So he's pretty much right there with his career ERA, with his career whip, with all this kind of career stuff. His strikeouts are a little better this year, um, averaging a strikeout per inning. But but for the most part, his stats are bad, Josh. Um, recently, <laughs> why, is he, last, why is he still in the rotation? Well, yeah, that's what I was getting with. After his last start, um, that that we witnessed at Yan- uh, at Camden Yards on Friday. I almost said at Yankee Stadium because it felt like I was at Yankee Stadium. Um, after that start, which was absolutely horrendous, um, manager Hyde, you know, asked, it, you know, is Jorge Lopez continue to you know pitch every fifth day? Will he continue to be in start rotation? Um, and manager Hyde said yes. Jorge Lopez will continue to to, to pitch. Josh, why do I have to wa- continue to watch Jorge Lopez? I don't get it. If this is the type of games that knocked Zimmerman out of the rotation, that knocked um, who else did we knock out of the rotation? Kramer got bounced Kramer, around a little bit. Kramer got sent down because of stuff like this. Uh, we've seen Zimmerman come back after him and pitch well. We saw Aiken come in and pitch well out of the pen. Those are the guys that are younger, that I'm interested more in seeing pitch and if they can be in the rotation of the future, not Jorge Lopez. Jorge Lopez is there as a placeholder, which means you got to eat innings. If you can't make it past two innings, you have no service to this team. Yeah, I mean, he's only made it past five innings once all year. Yeah, that's no good. Yeah, I mean, he's he typically goes, he averages four innings, Um so I mean, he's thrown 34 innings um, in what five and eight starts this year. 
34 innings and eight starts this year. That's just over four innings a start. That's not, that's not getting it done. And like I said, his ERA is over six. I know he has, like he's shown the ability to have electric stuff because he had electric stuff on April 16th. But I don't know why I'm watching him, you know, on May 22nd in his next start when he had good stuff on April 16th. Over a month ago. (laughs) What what, what is that? What what is that? And, and he's not, he's not like, like maybe if he was 24 or something, you know, but he's 28. He's bounced around the league. Like he's, he's done this before. Like this is at this point, I I don't know. You kind of are who you are. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why I still have to watch Roy Lopez. I'm totally there with you. You are who you are. You're not part of this future. Give me someone who's part of the future. That's all I want. And I get it. We would all love for it to be D.L. Hall. I don't think he's – obviously, I understand them moving slow with him. But give me someone who might have some part of this team in three years. Yeah. One of the the problems, unfortunately, is um, the AAA team – with has like the neck, you know, they're knocking on the door. Um, their starting pitching has been, you know, I think second to last in the triple A in, in, in their league. Um, Alexander Wells read a guy we talked up, um, has an ERA of um, about 14 in his two starts. And none of these, like, um, not like, uh, not none of the triple A pitchers have thrown in kind of more than two starts. Right, so I think you're waiting. Yeah, it's small sample size. Tom Eshelman gave up a bunch of runs the other day, um, but yeah, I think you're waiting for Zach Lothar or Wells, um, Zimmerman. I guess it, you're going to bring him up. Keegan Aiken. I'm not sure what his role is, but 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 I think you're waiting for some of these guys to kind of step up um, and then take the reins from Jorge Lopez. But I don't know, like why why can't Keegan Aiken be um, take Jorge Lopez start uh, place right now. And I, and I hope based on what we saw in Zimmerman, fantastic start on Sunday, not start fantastic relief appearance yep. um, on Sunday. I hope that means he's part of the regular rotation um, going forward. But I mean, I'm excited about means starting. I'm excited about Harvey starting. I'm good with Kramer starting even when he struggles because he's part of the future. Um, but, you know, after that, like, I don't want, I would like Keegan Aiken and Bruce Zimmerman as opposed to Jorge Lopez. And I guess our, our flaws, I think what we're doing right now is Jorge Lopez and then bullpen can, game or. Well, that's what I wanted to ask like, you about. I don't know we're doing fifth starters. Is it Bruce can, Zimmerman? I don't know. Can you explain to me why Plutko started on Sunday? Like, why wasn't that a John Means game? Did they just not want John Means to pitch at home because the Orioles suck at home? No, actually, I like the Pluko stuff for two reasons. One, John Means now is not pitching until Wednesday, so right. I think which is weird. Well, so you took him from he would normally have pitched on Sunday. You yeah. pushed it off even later, so he's got what seven days rest. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, this is going to be something to watch across baseball, right? How do you handle your starting pitchers because? We talked about all the time. You played what a quarter of the season last year. This season, you're playing a full season. Are you going to let pitchers throw 180 innings? I don't know. So one way to do it without sitting them down for two weeks or whatever. One way to do it is give them seven off days. Give them six six off days. Give them, so I think gotcha. this is their their attempt to slowly spread John Means as deep into the season as they can. Because That's why he's, I think they're doing it. Right. He's our best guy. He's the guy of the future. He's the one you want to baby and protect this year. Yeah, well, well, why would you protect anybody else? Hunter Harvey is going to be traded away. There's no need to protect him. You mean Matt him. Harvey. Matt Harvey. Yeah, Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey. Hunter, Hunter, Harvey, Hunter Harvey hopefully <laughs> will pitch this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matt Harvey. So there's no reason to protect Matt Harvey. You just want him to pitch as well as possible before you can trade him away and then let someone else deal with those innings. Um, and the other guys, I mean, Jorge Lopez never throws more than three innings anyway, so you don't need to protect his innings because he's never throwing up innings anyway because he's only throw three every start. And the rest, we've already seen them be kind of interchangeable with calling right. to the minors and to the majors, Bruce Zimmerman. and Zach. So they're, they're not going to be a problem because they're being caught up and sent down so much. So the only guy that they kind of have to worry about the innings watch is John Means. And so I think that's why you're seeing them give John Means special treatment. Gotcha. That makes sense. But I, can, I like I the Pluto start that. because 
Because first of all, like in my head, in their head, it makes sense because um, the Yankees um, are better against left-handed pitchers. They're they have they're struggling for left-handed at bats, um, so they tend to do better um, against against uh, left-handed pitchers with their right-handed uh, heavy lineup. And so, if if in your head you think, okay, Pluto can go through two, one inning, two innings. Then all of a sudden you bring in the lefty Bruce Zimmerman. Maybe he gets through, right? Ploco gets through Aaron Judge. Maybe gets through those three, four, five. And the bottom of, of the Yankees lineup isn't good. So if everything works perfectly, and I think in Hyde's plan, Pluco throws the first two innings, gets through one through six in the order. Then you bring Zimmerman to kind of ease him in with seven, eight, nine. Right. Right. And then just has to go through maybe once through, through the Yankees lineup. I and understand. So, yeah, on the and, surface, like it makes sense, but and, it just didn't turn out well. <laughs> right, right. And I think, I think the the plan also for a bullpen game was kind of uh, ruined by having a Saturday night where Lopez couldn't pitch. Yeah, so, and, and, so and, it might have been Aiken Zimmerman on on Sunday. Might have been the plan. Right, but that he's Aiken on Saturday. Right. Um, but. Yeah, and, and Zimmerman, you know, say, he saved her bullpen as well. Like Zimmerman saved yeah. that game. Like the, all the credit in the world goes to Zimmerman for that. But awesome I don't want to be awesome right, and game. I don't want to be down on Plutko because he did. He has shown enough this season to earn that start. He's been great in the bullpen. Yeah, and people like I saw some people critical of Hyde, and I think this is a fair game. Where why would you take Plutko, who's been so successful in this one role, and then put him in a different role? Mm-hmm. Uh, because players want the opportunity. You know how what? baseball players are. If if they see we're going to do a bullpen game, they want to start. They want yeah. a chance to prove that they can do it. We see this yeah. all the time with players. They will not say no. They'll be limping out there and saying, I can play coach. Yeah, and I, and I would argue what happened on Sunday was less of a bullpen game, more of an opener starter game, right? Like, yeah, I don't know if that counts as bullpen game. I don't think, I don't think that's a such thing. Opener, starter. That's what happened, right? Plucco was not going to go three, four, five innings in no situation. No, no I know. He was going to go two. Yeah. That's a piggyback game. It was a little piggyback game. Yeah, yeah. And then Zimmerman was going to throw as many as he could. Five, yeah. six, seven. So isn't that an opener, starter game? I guess so. But again, I think the original plan was Aiken for three, Zimmerman for three, and go, or four, three, four, four, something like that, and Maybe. that got screwed up. In order for, in order to have a successful bullpen game, your bullpen needs to be fresh. Right, right. And so what happened in this case was what one and six, one for Ploco, and how many did Zimmerman throw? Steve throw six. So uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, uh, no, but I, I thanks to Zimmerman. Hyde, Zimmerman saved all that. Yeah, I don't know if Hyde will go with the opener after this. After this, you yeah. took you took your one of your best relievers, kind of that middle reliever guy. You put him as a opener and it backfires. I don't know if we'll shy away from the opener thing. Uh, right in now, the future. Are, are Zimmerman and Aiken still both on the team. Yeah. Okay. As of right now. So yeah, we'll as, see what type of move they make uh, tomorrow for Tampa because someone they got to make a move tomorrow. Or no, they don't because Santander can't come back back till Friday, I believe. Yes, for the national series on Friday because right, of COVID of protocol. COVID, right, COVID protocol. Right. So. Um, yeah, there, there's there'll be. I mean, I saw your Urias finally was was demoted. We'll see if that's a temporary thing. But yeah. I mean, this. I mean, I think like expected all year. Like this is going to be a fluid roster. Which is, again is why I'm kind That's of surprised what we want. that Jorge Lopez is still there. But but this is this is going to be a very right. fluid roster. And as fans that are looking to the future, we want the fluid roster because we want the fluid roster to see young guys and see what they can do. Get glimpse, give us some glimpses of the future. Now, if you're going to do a fluid roster and bring up crap, I don't want that. Yeah, and and so that's why it's been a little. I mean, I think we had some really good performances in our lower minors, which we can talk about. Grayson Rodriguez was fantastic. What on Saturday again, DL Hall has been great. Yeah. DL Hall struggled a little bit yesterday, but Bowie amazingly came back and got that win. Um, And so it's good to see the in the lower level of the success of the minors, but the triple A team has struggled specifically the pitching in triple A has struggled. 
So you hope that improves. And, and it, honestly, the hitting, right? Like the, there's no one there. Like you hoped Jemai Jones would, would kind of take the range second base. Well, he's now on the, on the, on the IL. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, then you hope maybe using Diaz could work his way in the outfield. Cause I really love his power. Right. Um, he's now on the IL. And so, I mean, it's just the triple a roster so far, their season hasn't been really, <laughs> they haven't done really well yet. Um, most success has been the lower levels, which is great. Gunnar Henderson was named like the player of the week in their division or whatever. Um, that's awesome. Cause Gunnar Henderson is younger than half the players in that or the majority of the players in that league at just 19. So that's great to see the success in the lower minors, but you know, I'm watching that triple a team every night. Yep. It's the box score. And those, those, the amount of runs they're giving up is way too high. But it's also, when you look at that AAA team, it's not guys that excite you. It's Bowie that excites you, the players there. Yeah, as far as top prospects, um, yeah, most of our top prospects are younger. Right. Or, Which, they're, or they're holding them back in Bowie and probably mid-season move them up to Norfolk. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, um, I mentioned Gunnar Henderson. He did uh, Andrew Vaughn in MLB top 100 prospect pipeline or whatever. Yep. Um, Andrew Vaughn moved up or like was graduated off the prospect list. And Gunnar Henderson was now a top 100 prospect. So that yeah. gives us um, yet another top 100 prospect to go along with, with um, Adley Rutschman, Kerstat, Rodriguez, Hall. We now have a fifth guy, Gunnar Henderson, the top 100 prospect. Um, so that, that's exciting to see. And they're all, I mean, no, no one's graduating off the top 100 list this year. So we should have um, them plus a draft pick next year. So we should have at least six top 100 draft picks, I think. I mean, top 100 prospects going into next season, I would expect. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so that's, that's a fun exciting for a future. Yeah, again, again, it's all about the future. It's all about that. Um, enjoy the minor leagues this year. Get that MLB, MILB package and watch those. check out some of those games, even if uh, some of the games look like you're watching security camera footage. Yeah, and that's true, Josh, but it still really sucks to be at a oh, yeah. game and have the Yankees whoop you. Right, and you know fans. what? That doesn't, uh, make, that doesn't make it hurting less. Even though I understand no. the process, caution what floor, I'm all on board, but it doesn't make it, doesn't make it any less obnoxious to watch them get blown out yeah, in front of no, Yankee fans. You're right, because I, I can sit here and I can say, hey, let's get excited about the young guys. But guess what? I've been to one Tide game this year, and I've been to four Oriole games this right. year. Right. I'm still going to the major. There's still something about the major league games that you're going to. They're different. Right. Right. You want to go to shouting, the major league games. If I, if I, if I go to, I don't even know. I don't know if the Shorebirds play the Lynchburg Hillcats. I don't even know. But if I, if I go and the, and, and Delmarva is playing the Lynchburg Hillcats, I don't know if they're in the same league, but <laughs> I'm not, I'm not shouting at a Lynchburg Hillcat fan in any no. situation. There's no situation no. where I'm getting the face of a Lynchburg Hillcat fan. Like I got in the face of a Yankee fan. No, like there's no I, situation. I don't care enough. I enjoy minor league baseball. Yeah, me too. I also understand that it's one step above going down the street and watching the high school game as far as far as view and quality. Like I'm not invested, invested like I am to the major league Orioles. Yeah, yeah, and all the good news is happening in the minors, but <clears throat> but it's hard it's hard to maintain, and that's why we say it on here because it's hard even for us to, to keep that perspective. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't if you can't feel the minor leagues, it's understandable. It's almost like I feel like sometimes when I turn on the MILB app that I'm doing homework. Like I'm I'm sitting there and I'm watching this minor league game. Because I need to, because it's the future, because I'm trying to prepare, or because I'm doing it for Section 336, versus if I'm just watching the highlights. The highlights, seeing Adley Rushman hit a monster home run off his face yeah, I watched is a fun highlight. Yeah. Watching that entire game is a tough watch. So. Yeah, especially when the, the, the video quality isn't great. Exactly. At Bowie. Right. Yeah. But great announcers. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Love the announcers. Yeah. So, Josh, coming up, um, we kind of left after a rough start to to the to the Yankee series. Um, that ten six win yesterday, um, yep. kind of getting off on the right foot. We have a no no game today, obviously on Monday. Right. Then Tuesday we play a series with the Rays. Uh, we're running out Harvey and Means and yeah. Kramer. That sounds like a pretty good this is... kind of top three rotation. Weirdly, in our division, Josh. 
Tampa Bay at 23 and 19 are kind of sitting right above us. I mean, right. there's the Yankees and, and Tampa Bay um, are just kind of fraction of a point difference, but Tampa Bay is second to last at 23 and 19. And we're, we're sitting in the cellar at 17 and 23. This is the part of the season that I've been looking forward to. And I feel like I've been talking about this part of the season since the beginning of the season, because we had to play New York and Boston a bunch for these first, uh, whatever, six weeks of baseball. It was a lot of New York, a lot of Boston. Now we get into kind of the home stretch where we got Tampa, Washington, Minnesota, uh, Chicago, Cleveland, uh, more Tampa. Eventually we get Toronto, but it's like this is the teams that everyone else is playing. We've had that really tough schedule at the beginning of our season because of New York and Boston. Now it's the home stretch where it's not those big teams that spend all the money. It's more mid-market teams. Some They're better than us, obviously, because almost everyone in baseball is. But how do we go over this next month is really curious and exciting to me. And really how we go through the summer until that end of the season where it comes back to Yankee-Boston, Yankee-Boston. I'm excited about this stretch. Yeah, it'll be with the Twins. Their record is much worse than ours. I mean, they're playing terrible. They have one of the worst records in all of baseball. And the Nationals are comparable. The Nationals have a losing record as well. Um, um, not not the White Sox. The White Sox right now are one playing as like one of the best teams in baseball. Yep. But we play the Twins a couple of times, and uh, um, so yeah, and the Nationals under five hundred. So yeah, this is certainly easier than Boston and the Yankees. Yep. And I even would rather play Tampa Bay right now, honestly. Than I agree. The I Red would. Sox or Yankees. Except for the fact that I'm just realizing that that means the next three games are blacked out for me. Because I live two and a half hours from Tampa. Yeah. So thank you, also, Major League Baseball. Also, we're, the Nationals game is at – we're at D.C., at the National Stadium. And, you know, I was reminded of who do, who do we recently play where we had to play in, uh, in, at um, a National League team. And everyone was reminded just kind of how – the How Mets. atrocious. We played yeah, the, yeah, Mets. the Mets. That's just the, the short series against the Mets. Because Where? John Means was rolling, and we had to pull him because yeah. he couldn't be up at the plate with bases loaded in a scoreless game. And, yeah, and guy, and I think Flake came in and hit a second wrist fly. Yeah. But, but yeah, the, the notion – and I used to be old school and like pitchers. Like, you're part of the team, I, dude. You hit. I but am. It's just, I, and I like the strategy of it, but it just – it's – I would rather have – Nelson Cruz in there, or even you know Ryan Mountcastle in there. Than, I don't care. Than the pitcher, I really I, don't like the pitcher hitting. I don't care, and I think you're on the same plate as me. As I don't care, I just want the same rules everywhere. No, I want DH everywhere. That, I'm okay. I'd be fine with DH everywhere or pitchers everywhere. I just want the same rules because there's a huge advantage swing for a National League team when an American League team comes into their park because their pitchers do hit once in a while. American oh, League pitchers don't even try. Teams. No, it's the opposite. Because our teams are built to have a DH roster position, and so we have a DH. But where it, they, they don't really have that. The Orioles are not built for a DH roster position. Most teams are not built for a DH roster position. They have an extra bench slot that can go in and bat. You can have your catcher or your backup outfielder go in and, and bat. That gives know. the National League an advantage versus the American Leagues have the disadvantage when they go into Nats Park. All right, so even if we go with a team that has a dedicated DH. Like a Nelson Cruz. Who, fine. Who, who's let's not say a good the Orioles anymore. have Nelson even Cruz. Even Ryan Mackowski was, no was not a good defender. All right, fine. The or- let's, say, let's take the Orioles. Yeah. And, and they've got Mancini at first. Uh, the outfield's full, so Mountcastle is their DH. Yeah. When they go into New York – they are at a dis or Washington. They're at a disadvantage because now they can't put Mount Castle in the lineup unless they put him in the outfield and then they get hurt defensively. Right. Right. I so agree. the, the American league team is always hurt by going into a national league team. I agree with, cause you lose at the age position. Yeah. 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 I agree. Okay. We're on the same page then, even though you said the opposite at the beginning. No, no, I, no, I was just, the opposite point is, when they come into our stadium, it's to our advantage. And when, no, they, it's when, not. when we go into the national team, I don't think the pitchers, what? So, like a pitcher who exposed to hitting all the time hits what? 150 and our hitters hit 
point zero fifty. Like I don't think that really matters that much. No, but uh, have being used to the DH and then losing the DH does hurt you. Right, Suddenly having a DH in your lineup doesn't hurt you. Right, I buy that. So. All right, fine. <laughs> All right. But yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll let it go. I just, I, it's, 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 it's just, it's no fun to watch pitchers hit. They're just boring. I agree. I agree. We all like to think about uh, Bartolo Colon hitting that home run. That happened once in his entire career. Yeah. Or Wei-Yin Chen. We had a really good guess. <laughs> right. I'm striking out. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Once in their career. Yeah. Not worth holding on to. Yeah. All right. Oh, shoot. You didn't prepare? I got a couple of things I can talk about, though. All right. So this is our Ball 4 segment where we get to talk about some stuff uh, outside of baseball and tell some stuff we're going going in in our lives. It's a kind of a way to control us from going on random topics just at the beginning of the show, but it doesn't really work. So you want to go not. first or you want me to take a ball? That's where we're talking about uh, birthday parties and Hats to start the show. Exactly. Which is, hey, that's Section 336. That's why you listen. That's why we do this show. It's yeah, our no. lives, and our lives are just ran by baseball and the Orioles. No, I, I made a commitment to not buy any more liquor because I have a liquor cabinet full of liquor from, like, years ago that I've never drunk. And now, we're like, we're getting ready to move. Drank? Huh? Never drank? Never drunk. Hi, mm. right, Mr. English teacher. Don't get me started. We have this fight every every time we read the crucible over hung over hung or hanged. We fight oh, about it all year. They, what's the crucible say? She was hung? The correct is to say she was hanged. Okay. All right. But just a, guess, a special verb just for people. Right, you, because hanged is a, a picture a, was hung. A, right. But the right, I get of, it. Yeah, being hanged. Because you're being hanged. Because yeah. hanged is different than hanging a coat. Right. Gotcha. The, the coat was hung. All right, I'm good with that. All right, so you drunk. But, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's drunk and drunk. I don't know. It could be right. Um, <laughs> um, no, no, but so I'm going through this stuff that's been there for years. You know, this is the the vanilla flavored or the cotton flavored vodka that I drank once, you know, 10 years ago and haven't touched it again. But right, right now, so I'm drinking all this crap. And right now, because I'm too cheap to throw it away. And right now I'm drinking this stuff. I don't even know when we got it, but PIMS, P-I-M-M-S, which is a big thing in England, mm-hmm. like this PIMS liqueur or something. Yeah. I think we got it. I don't know why we got it. We're doing some kind of England-related thing to celebrate something, and we got PIMS. And now we got a bottle and a half of this stuff. And so I mixed it with ginger ale because that's what it said to do on the bottle. And it's just disgusting. I can't even drink it. <laughs> So I'm not really recommended it. I know it's supposed to recommend things here, but I don't know what I'm going to do with a, a bottle and a half of PIMS. If you have any recommendations for what to make with PIMS, let, let, go and let me know. All right. All right. Uh, great recommendation. My uh, ball two is... Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. My ball two is uh, Kasky Kids Baseball Guys. And it's the little baseball guys I got for Silas for his birthday this week nice. because I'm really jealous and wish I had these guys as a when I was a kid. When you and I were a kid, we would have played with these a ton. So if you have a kid, check them out, Kasky Kids Baseball Guys. They're like the little green army men that we all had as kids, but they're baseball players, and you get two teams and an ump. And yeah, it's cool. and I like it for my kid better, too, because I don't want him planning wars and war domination and shooting each other. No. I'd rather him playing baseball. Right. I, the only wars I want to see is plastic Manny Machado taking out some players. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll do some replay slides. Yeah, I'm going to do some. Maybe bring yeah. uh, Rogue Adore in. Yeah. I might replicate the Dumb and Young double game on there. I think that'd be pretty fun. Replicate the it's the Dumb and Young d- d- double on the on the little. Guy <laughs> what about the old uh, old, old Oriole Yankee brawl from the nineties? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Get the what or was that it? Zimmer? Who's the fat bench coach? <laughs> That's what I was trying to think around. of. Yeah, bald guy. Yeah, Zimmer, back. not Zimmer. What was his name? Shoot, now I was I was thinking Zimmerman, but yeah, it's not. Armando, Armando Benitez fired up out there swinging. Right. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. We'll have some bench brawls with those guys. Yeah, that would be funny. Uh, ball three. I guess I'll throw in another book I recently finished. Um, Ch- Chimanda Diche's Americana. 
pretty good book. Right. Coming from Nigeria to America, then back to Nigeria. It's, it has a lot to do about kind of race relations in America coming from someone from Nigeria's perspective. Kind of interesting. Gotcha. Thought-provoking. Okay. My ball four is uh, the CDC getting rid of masks. No, oh. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, nope. not going political. Not going, going political. That? My okay. ball four is uh, Lido Pizza because I do not have Lido down I here in I Florida. I never understood your obsession with Lido. So I love Lido and got Lido on Sunday for lunch. I went and got one of their salads. And then when I was at the airport Sunday evening, I went and got Lido's pizza for dinner. So I was excited to have some Lido. So enjoy it in Maryland because I don't get it down here. Or go ahead and find a way to mail me some Lido pizza. You should start your own Lido's franchise. That's an interesting idea. <laughs> that would do really well down here. You know, no, you know all the right. profits, dude. Right. I got this shopping center like a mile from my house. It's you know, it's where the gro- my grocery store is. I guess Publix. It, yeah, Publix. Yeah. Publix. Um, Teach their own. Yeah, it's right down here. My shopping center. It's got the Publix, the McDonald's, the uh, Walgreens or CVS or something. All your tri- you know, it's like any of these. Got a subway. It does have a subway. Yep. You know you know how these strip malls go, where you have the same stores. How there many are pe- more subway restaurants than any other restaurant in the world. Go ahead. How many pizza places do you think I have in this strip mall? Uh, I would say there's either a Papa John's or a Domino's. Yes and yes. But oh, there's more. Oh, is there a local one too? There is two local ones. Three local ones. Oh, wow. And a Pizza Hut. I have oh, six. Pizza Huts. Forgot I about have, Pizza Huts. Didn't know they were I have, this, this shopping center is a – it's not a big shopping center. So you're saying it needs a Lido's. I have six pizza places and then an Italian restaurant. And no Lido's, Josh. Just no like Lido. Just smacking your face. No. There's four haircut places and two mattress stores. It's the weirdest shopping center ever. I've never seen anyone actually go in a mattress store before. I went and I bought my mattress from this mattress, one of oh, these really? mattress stores. I just thought I did. everyone got theirs online in one of those boxes. Pops out. Uh, I did get one of the boxes that pop out, but I went there to try it on or whatever. Try me on it. You really, you, you laid on it? You yeah, did I laid that? on it. You went to the yeah. mattress and you, and you laid on it? Yeah. Because right. I know these pop out mattresses are really popular, but I was wondering, like, are they popular because they're comfortable or are they popular because. It's just a trendy thing right now. Mm, so mm. I got my mattress, which is a Nectar, by the way, and Ooh, I tried it on. I went with the, the Casper. Yeah, and I preferred the Nectar when I was trying them out in the store. Yeah, I just based all my decision on number five-star reviews. Right. I know you do. I know. Because my entire life is based on that. Exactly. That's what why I, I went to do it myself. Where now, sleep. Now, during the pandemic, I think I, I mentioned that there's two mattress stores in the shopping center. They both went out of business during the pandemic. So there's mattress store signs, but they're closed. That so you might be onto me. something. That doesn't surprise me at all. Don't get in the mattress business, people. No. <laughs> that's, that's great advice. Uh, well, you know, I, I, we dispense advice here. We talk baseball, dispense life advice. Don't all buy right. PIMS and don't buy a mattress store. <laughs> all right. But buy those little baseball guys. And all go right. on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And go on over to section336.com and click on the support tab and join our Patreon for $3.36 to help us out. We're very thankful to everyone that goes over to Patreon and does that for us. It yeah, helps out pre- a lot. Appreciate you, true coconuts. It allows us to do cool things like Birdland Tonight. Yep. All right, boys and girls. You can also follow us on all the social media platforms, including Twitter. You can follow me at section336. And don't follow me though when we're at the Yankees playing the Yankees. I just tweet angry things there or sarcastic things. There. And thanks to Robert for coming out and saying hi to us, calling us out on uh, at the game. Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was good to meet him and his daughter. It, and it um, always surprises us. Don't worry, we handled this one way better than the opening day one that surprised us. Yeah, but we appreciate. He was out there with his daughter. Goes to his games with his daughter. Yep. We're very much uh, family focused. I mean, this is dad going with his sons to baseball games. So you know, we're what? all in the same vein there. It's a family affair. <laughs> you know what my things. favorite part was yeah. about meeting Robert? Sure. That he didn't know who Bert was. 
Yeah. So he's a new listener. Newer yeah, listener. Appreciate that. And that's I always mean, fun. And say, see, Bert, you should still be doing this with us. Yeah, everyone likes Bert the most anyway. So exactly. Bert's always the here. popular one. Yeah, so it was fun for them not to know who he was. Yeah, good. Let's not have Bert back on here then. <laughs> I think we're going to have him back on a bonus show soon. All right. But you can follow me at Section336. You can also follow Josh on Twitter. At Josh Soroka. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go folks. This week at Macy's, find Valentine's Day gifts for all your loves, like fragrance gift sets they'll adore. Plus, take an extra 15% off with your coupon or Macy's card. On top of beautiful jewelry finds, now 35 to 70% off. And 25% off decadent chocolate from Godiva. Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift card services and fees. More at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. It's a primal, wild freedom. A feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, sound effects guy. Hmm, no. You know, we really lost a stride at the end there. Get 24-7 roadside assistance with Progressive, America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Roadside assistance subject to policy terms and limits and may require comprehensive coverage.